Hey, mama. Hey, welcome to Stay at Home Mom Vibes Podcast. I'm your host, Kanisha. And on this podcast, we're talking about being a stay at home mom. No, it ain't easy. But honey, like we have good days. We have bad days. But we're going to make it through one topic at a time. So enjoy the ride. Put your seatbelt on and let's dive right on in. And no, mommy, it isn't easy, but it is definitely a vibe. Hey, Mama, hey, I hope you all are having a great day or a good night, depending on the side of the world you are on. I hope you and your families are doing amazing. As for me and mine, we are doing well. So without further ado, we're just going to jump right on into our song of the podcast, and it is by F-U-A-B, if I'm not saying it wrong, I think that's how you pronounce it. It's called I Belong featuring Michael Oyo and Grace Tina, and I hope you guys enjoy. You calm the raging sea within my soul. I found where I belong. I finally got a taste of true freedom. And this will be my song. Hallelujah. This is redemption. All praises to the one who has brought me joy. Jesus the Son, I found where I belong. Oh, oh, I found where I belong. I found where I belong. The blood you shed for me on Calvary. Has brought me into light, enlightening my heart for me to see that you are all I need. Hallelujah! This is redemption. Our praises to the one who has brought me joy. Jesus. Jesus the Son, I found where I've been. 
All right, mama. So that was I Belong by Fua B featuring Michael Oyo and Grace Tina, if I'm not mistaken, y'all. So please forgive me if I'm not saying their names right. So I hope you guys enjoyed this song. I truly, truly love all of their all of her music, if you be a if you be, I love all of her songs. So as always, I'm gonna leave all of the details about this song in the description. So let's get right on into our topic. All right, mama. So usually when I come on to the topic portion of my podcast, I always give you guys a title, but I can't seem to come to grips to find a title for today's podcast as of right now. Um, so I'm not going to give you guys a title for for the beginning, okay? So uh, for starters, I want I feel like I need to give disclaimers. Do I like disclaimers? No, but I feel like for certain topics and situations, um, disclaimers are necessary, okay? So for starters, I am not a therapist. I am not a psychiatrist. I don't specialize in anything but my own situations. I can only tell you my truth and the things that I've dealt with as a mother, okay? Not anything that someone has ever told me, but the things that I bring to you all are my personal experiences and life lessons that I bring to you all, okay? Okay, so another thing before we get started is everybody has opinions. I have opinions on certain situations, so I will be wrong if I was to say, you know, don't have an opinion about this situation or that situation, but everybody has opinions. Am I open to hear them? Of course. Um, let's agree to disagree on certain things. So if you all would love to inbox me to ask me more questions, um, to get full in detail on certain things, um, then please, by all means, do so because I know that this topic that we're talking about today, I know I am not the only one. And I'm sure that there are some parents out there, our mother out there that is going to have questions afterwards. So my inbox is always open. So let's just jump right on in. Um, I took a month off of social media for those that follow me on Instagram at stay at home mom vibes on Instagram, I took a month off and I can't remember the exact date, but I do know it is a month. It could have been, I can't remember, but anyway, I took a month off because, um, me and my family were, well, still is in the process, but going through a situation with my oldest son and I came on social media twice to address, not to address the situation, but to let my moms know, because I felt like that's the least I could do was let you guys know that I will, will not be on social media and I will not be podcasting. And I didn't want to leave you guys in the, you know, in the wind, like, dang, where can he chat? But I wanted to let you guys know that I was taking some time off and I felt like that was the best thing to do. So I remember I came back, um, probably like a week, two weeks ago or something like that. And I said that I was going to come back sooner than I expected, but I did not come back because I was not ready. I thought I was ready, but I was not ready. And as time went on, my husband will encourage me like, okay, Kanisha, 
you know, it's time to get back on and share what's been going on with the people. Because of course it's dealing with our child and for two, your mom and you talk to moms and I'm sure that this can help somebody. So I even talked with my friend and she was telling me, Kanisha, you need to talk to them about what's been going on. Tell them, you know, the situation. So I was like, okay. And I'm going to be completely honest. As a mother, I don't, I'm not big on advertising my business, you know, hence, well, why am I podcasting if I don't want to tell my business, right? But I just felt like that situation, I was like, oh my goodness, I don't want to talk about it. But we'll get into that, the whole, the whole, I don't want to talk about it in the podcast episode. Okay. All right. So my oldest son name is Nazir. We call him Nas. He's 16. And one thing I can say, I could say a couple of things about my baby. And he's, I call him my baby because he still is my baby despite the circumstances. Um, he's very smart, very intelligent, very just handsome. Oh my goodness. Y'all that's my, my oldest child. And I had him when I was 16 years old and we grew up together. And the biggest mistake I could have ever made was being his friend. Okay. I've always heard my mom when I, even before I had him when I was 16, my mom will always say, I'm not your friend. I'm your mama. Okay. And if y'all had those type of mamas, y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm not your friend. I'm your mama. And I think by me having him so young, I kind of developed a friendship with him where at times, you know, because we grew, we grew up together at 16 years old. I'm still a child. Okay. So I had him when I was 16, we grew up together and, you know, um, I started noticing little changes in him when he was not, mm-hmm, I can say when he was almost 16, um, me and his dad started giving him more freedom. Um, and we, we always had problems with, and I don't want to say problems, but we always developed situations, situations always developed with our relationship as a parent child relationship, because of course you're a young, a young teenager. You you think, you know, more than your parents. Cause I've been there. I've done that, you know? And, you know, now that he's turning 16, we were like, okay, we're going to give him more privileges. We're going to, you know, loosen the belt a little bit, you know? And, um, we did that. We allowed him to, you know, hang out more with his friends, And which was, you know, as parents, you tell your children, I don't think that friend has your best interest at heart. I don't think that girl is the best, you know, choice for you, but who am I? You know, like I said, I can voice my opinion, but at the end of the day is for our child or even our children to have the final decision when it comes to making friends and finding out relationships and stuff because we had to go through the same exact thing, right? Yes. Okay. So I started noticing that he would, he had this, this certain friend, which I'm, I would never call names of, of outside people, but he had this certain friend and 
him and this friend started doing things that were wasn't right okay i started noticing him changing and i noticed that nazir became started to indulge in um marijuana and i'm going to be honest okay he's he's started taking an interest in marijuana. Me and his dad talked to him about it. So as a parent, as I'm speaking, I'm also going to be giving you guys some pointers because now that I sit back and I look at the situation and I analyze it, I'm like, okay, I could have done that better. I could have said this. I could have said that. But one thing that we noticed is that, you know, he started in taking in marijuana with his friend. Okay. So we cut ties off to ride into school with his friend and we was like "Uh uh-uh that's not gonna happen we're not gonna do that okay and so then he started riding to school with his friend and then um you know me me and his dad talked to him like okay you know smoking marijuana is bad you know that's not good I used to do it when I was a teenager and my reaping seeds of course I am. Some parents believe um, that you reap the seeds that you sow. That's what the word says. Whatever the word says, I believe that. Okay. So we address that, you know, we, we move, we're moving forward. And um, I'm noticing that the school is calling me saying that Nazir has skipped school. So I'm like, okay, well, what's going on? Like what you skipping school now with another friend? Um, and then come to find out that he has taken interest in this young female. That's his same age. Um, he starts communing with her. And at this point, we're like, okay, the only thing left to do now is take your phone. So I took his phone and it's like he changed it's like, who, who is, this is not my child. It's like, this is a different person that I recognize outwardly, but internally, I don't recognize this person. And do I feel like the young lady that he was talking to changed him? I can say yes. And I can say no, because me being young before, I changed. People change. You are the company you keep. Peer pressure is definitely out there. But as him having young parents, because me and his dad is only 32 years old. And in my eyes, baby, that is young. Okay. So we have been constantly talking to him and trying to encourage him. Like, okay, we're willing to give, get you some, some help. Like we're going to take you to a therapist. And he's like, I don't need any help. I don't want any help. Just showing signs of rebellious, a rebellious teen. And it got to the point where Nas snuck out one night. He snuck out. And the next morning, um, we went to get all the kids up and he was not here. And a lot of things have transpired before we even got to the situation. And I, I kept it in our home. And I kept it within our immediate family. And I felt like, doll, like, why is this happening to me? But then I was like, why not me? You know, different situations happen to people as a lesson. Because even though I'm going through this, you know, maybe 
I needed to help somebody. But at the time I wasn't thinking, I was like, Lord, why am I going through this? Jesus help me. Why is this happening? Why is this happening? Okay. So getting back to the part where he's in, end up sneaking out or whatever. And I'm calling his friends. I'm calling the, the girl that he talks to. Nobody knows where he's at. And I'm like, Lord Jesus, this is something you see out of a movie. And, you know, we, we rewind our cameras back, see what time he left. We had to call the police. The police came. And so they had to take a report. And when I tell you, like, when I say out of a movie, y'all, like, I watch TV. I watch a lot of movies. It felt like I was in a movie because I never thought in a million years, yes, I knew that I was dealing with a rebellious teen. Yes, I knew I was dealing with, with a child, my child, that let us know that he he wants to do what he wants to do. Hence, he's 16 years old. I'm like, Lord, what is going on? So, you know, I had to end up, you know, basically making a post, letting people know that we cannot find our child. And at first, before I made that post, I did not want to do that because I'm like, I don't want, it was so, to me, I was embarrassed because this not this should not be happening to me. And how selfish of me to feel like that, that imagine all the parents in the world that go through this with their children and they've overcame it. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this cannot be happening to me. I have to put my business, and that takes me back to what I said at the beginning of the podcast episode, that I did not want to put my business on social media because I don't, I barely post, well, on Facebook, I put it on Facebook. I barely post on Facebook, let alone personal stuff, because in my eyes, that is definitely personal. And I remember talking to my mother-in-law, telling her about it. I was like, you know, I don't want to put this on social media. Like, I am embarrassed at why why is he doing us like this and she said kanisha at this point it doesn't even matter it does not matter what people think because imagine all the people that we know and don't know that's going through something similar but too afraid to even utter what's going on behind closed doors and i say you know what you are absolutely right so I end up making the post. Long story short, he ended up coming. He ended up coming back home, and of course, he was with the young lady. And excuse me, and um, you know, we try to move forward from that. You know, we still had his phone. But to come come to find out, he ended up having a burner phone. And I was like, how in the world does a 16-year-old get a burner phone? You know, and we find out how, did he, how he got that phone and stuff. And I remember during that time when, when I couldn't find my baby. And I'm going to call him a baby because 16, you don't even know anything about life you're still you're still needing your parents to provide for you and I remember when I just being at home feeling like oh I you know how I felt lost I felt empty on the inside 
I felt like, like, I just, I can't put into words the feelings that I had on the inside, the hurt, the fear for my child. Like, is my child alive? Is my child dead? You know, whenever the police officer will call me back or he will come up to the house to, you know, oh, I forgot to ask this. I forgot to ask that. Every time I would see him, I would like, okay, is he coming to tell me that they found my child dead? You know, I remember sitting on the couch and Quentin on the phone, you know, just sitting on the couch. I felt so small and somebody had called me and said, well, Kanisha, they know where he's at. Somebody, this person knows where he's at. And they were like, well, message the person to find out. So I was like, okay. So instead of messaging, I end up calling the person. And do you not know the person did not answer the phone for me? Because they knew where he was at and the person was an adult. And I learned so many lessons. But I'm going to tell you the lessons that I learned at the end of this podcast. But, you know, like I said, he came back home. And by this time, you know, before all of this transpired, we ended up getting him a job. So he was working. So the next day, another situation happened where he ended up leaving and going to the girl again. Um, it's like she was his escape, you know, like she had a hold on him where it's like if he couldn't get his way, because for one, what you're not going to do is come in my house any time of night. What you're not going to do is treat me and, and your siblings and your dad any kind of way and think that, oh, you're just going to get a slap on the wrist and it's okay. No. And that's what Nas wanted. He wanted to do what he wanted to do. So he ended up letting us know that he no longer wants to reside under our roof and that he wants to leave to go live with his grandparents. And that he's going to do what he wants to do. Okay. So at this point, I was just heartbroken over it, exhausted, just sick to my stomach. And I, we end up just letting him just go. Just, just, if that's what you want to do, if you feel like the grass is greener on the other side, then baby, I will pack up your stuff. And you can hit the bricks because you're not going to do what you want to do at my house. You can't. And whatever may work in your household may work, but what works in mine works. And a lot of times people don't want to tell people that, hey, I'm dealing with a rebellious team. I feel like if I would have said it to somebody, maybe the situation will be differently you know, maybe the outcome will be different, but you know, he's living with his grandparents. He's doing good far as I know. And I'm okay because is it hard? Am I still having a hard time? Yes. I'm still dealing with this because how, and I'm and in my head, the reason why I, I didn't want to come back. Cause I'm like, how can I encourage another mother and I'm going through this situation? And my husband told me, he said, Kanisha, 
We did all we could do for Nas. We tried to help him ourselves. We tried to seek him counseling. You know, we tried to pull him away from his friends. We tried to pull him away from that girl. But when, and what people fail to realize is it's a spiritual thing. You know, the word tells us that we battle against principalities of darkness and the word talks about children being rebellious and I had to come to grips with okay we're no longer dealing with Nazir we're dealing with him on the outside but the inside when the devil has a hold of somebody only God himself Jesus Christ himself can break those chains that the enemy has placed on our children and the thing that I can say to my mamas that are listening whether you have been through this or you're going through this or you know somebody that's going through this if you see the problem fix it ASAP because when it did finally did come out what we were dealing with I had so Many mamas come to me and say, Kanisha, I'm going through this right now with my child. Or I've been through that. You know, and I was like, oh my gosh. Even in the midst of me going through, people are helping me and I'm helping people. So no matter what you may feel, don't ever be ashamed to say, you know what? I'm going through a situation and I need help because your voice could help somebody. Don't ever be ashamed to tell your story because you'll be surprised at how many people are going through the same exact thing, but just waiting for someone to speak up first. And I had to realize don't be ashamed of what you're going through because I, I trust and I believe that God is going to get, well, first God already got the victory because the situation could have went a whole nother way. My child could have been dead somewhere, but thank God that he's alive and doing well and he's safe. He may not be under my roof, but he is safe. So I thank God for that. And at the end of this all, God is going to get the victory. And I'm going to look back, Nas is going to look back and say, you know what? God is so good because Nas knows the way. My son knows the way. And when I say the way, that's the right way of Jesus Christ. Nas grew up in church. Nas was in church up until the day he left my home. So what I've installed in myself now is there's a barrier between being a mother and being a friend. Be that mother to your children first. Because I can't keep using the excuse, oh, we grew up together. No, be that mother first. Yes, I was 16 when I had him. And I seen this video where this lady said, nobody talks about parents trauma they talk about trauma that 
parents have instilled on their kids, but they never talk about the parent about the trauma that children install on their parents. Because if you've never dealt with a rebellious teen, then honey, kudos to you. Because it is tough, especially when you're trying to raise other children in the same exact household as that rebellious teen. It's like, okay, you're trying to deal with this rebellious teen and you're also trying to teach and parent the other children so that they won't become rebellious. And it's tough. It really is tough. But, you know, at the end of it all, God is still good. God is still gracious and God will fix this problem, you know, and I still love my child. He's still my baby. All of my children are my babies, but I've learned in this situation to always be that parent first. And I cannot stress that enough. If you see a problem, fix it right then and there right then and there and don't beat yourself up about it because I've dealt with the blame game like it's my fault it's my fault it's my fault and I thank God for for my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law and my husband just being there encouraging me and them telling me live in that moment of how you feel because I what I do a lot is I hide my true feelings and I put the best face forward but I'm learning to live in how I feel for that moment and move forward, not soak in it. Because I know that there's some other parents that's going through the same exact thing. Even if your child doesn't have to be a teen, they can be some rebellious little kids too, just bad little children. And that's where we as a community have to come together and figure this thing out one prayer at a time, not just talking, but really praying against what is going on. Because when my husband, after the situation, my husband went to work and so many mothers came to him and said, Quentin, I'm going through this same exact thing. And I was, I am baffled. I am behooved at the response of how many mothers are saying they're going through the same exact thing. Does it, does it make me feel better to know I'm not alone? Yes, but it hurts my heart to know that our children are being taken advantage of by the devil. And you really have to have some type of connection with God to understand what I'm talking about. But I ask that you all just continue to pray for me and my family. Pray for your own families that you will never have to experience this. Or if you're going through it, that the Lord will work it out for your home as well. Because I'm touching and I'm agreeing with all of my praying mamas that God is going to do an amazing thing with our children. Not just the older ones, but the younger ones as well. And I've been talking for a long time, y'all. So I hope you guys made it to the end of this podcast. I hope this podcast has, this episode has encouraged you to do some soul searching as a parent, 
to make it to make you look at it like okay is there something I need to be doing better as a parent and that's definitely going to be another episode because I have some new episodes of some real deep stuff that we as parents need to be doing on behalf of our children because as parents we can't we do too sometimes can fail our children so you know stay tuned for that um and yeah, I love you all so much. If you know somebody that's going through right now, remember to just pray for them, share their, share this podcast with them. But also remember that don't ever be ashamed to tell your story. Don't ever be ashamed because there's somebody that's going through the exact same thing and they're just waiting for somebody like you to speak up. I love you all. And remember, mommying is not easy, but it is definitely a vibe. Thank you for listening to Stay at Home Mom Vibes Podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Also, if you have a topic that you would like for me to discuss, I ask that you submit your listeners' letters to stayathomemomvibes at yahoo.com. Also, get connected with me on Instagram at Stay at Home Mom Vibes Podcast. And remember, mommy ain't easy, but it's definitely a vibe.